From Clocker Valley in County Tyrone we present Let the Bible Speak It's good to have you join us as Gospel Minister the Reverend Peter McIntyre is here to let the Bible speak and preach Christ in all his fullness. Good afternoon. In a few moments we'll be thinking about the God who does not change from Malachi chapter 4. Before we come to that, here's a Romanian singer known simply as Little John. And Little John is singing that great gospel favourite, Would You Be Free From Your Burden of Sin? There's power in the blood. From the burden of sin There's power in the blood Power in the blood Would your evil a victory win There's wonderful power in the blood There is power, power Wonder-working power in the blood of the Free from your passion and pride There's power in the blood Power in the blood Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide There's wonderful power in the blood There is power, power Wonder-working power in the blood Of the Lamb There is power service for Jesus your King. There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you live daily his praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-waking power in the blood of the In the blood of the Lamb 
This afternoon we're turning to the last book of the Old Testament, the book of Malachi, chapter 3 and the verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not, therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. The scriptures are overflowing with great and notable statements which sum up the dealings of God with man. This is a most memorable text in that it tells us something of God and his behaviour towards sinners. And whenever we think about God's behaviour towards sinners, we think about God's behaviour towards us because we all are sinners. Does the very being, does the very nature of God offer us hope? Yes, it certainly does, and Malachi's words sum up how this is the case. I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Hope from the nature of God. This is what we're thinking about. Firstly, there is the person ascribed. God simply describes himself as the I am. I am the Lord. These words, the I am, denote the fact that he is always present. He is never a past nor a future God. He is always the same in all of the perfections of his attributes. He exists not in the stream of time, but in the ocean of eternity, where there is neither a wave nor a ripple. I am, he said. And he describes himself, I am the Lord. This is the word Jehovah, the holiest name for God. This is the God who never changes, the God who will keep his word. This is the God who cannot change. This world is an uncertain, fearful place where we can neither predict, we cannot assume, and we dare not presume. All is change around us. We see it in nature. As the days pass from summer into autumn into winter, we are reminded that this world is a world of change. And what we see in nature is but a mirror of the humanity that we all live in, with its sickness, its tragedies, its sorrows, its tears. We are all going down the valley one by one, our faces toward the setting of the sun. The being of God offers us security and stability because he alone does not change. There is great doctrine here. We call this doctrine the immutability of God, the unchangeable nature of God. It is certainly beneficial to be acquainted with science, with history, with politics. But the subject of God's person is the most enlightening of all the branches of learning. Every other subject pales into insignificance when compared to the study of God. Because the study of God transports us to the eternal realm, to the one who is the source of all life, to the one who governs and sustains all life on earth. Therefore, if we want light and hope, we must take time to contemplate God and who he is. For the psalmist said in Psalm 36 verse 9, For with thee is the fountain of life, in thy light shall we see light. God is unchangeable in his properties. God is not flesh as we are flesh. He is not made of material substance. He is spirit and his spirituality has given form to everything that is material. The mountains will change. That which dominates the landscapes of the geography of this world, they will change and they will erode away and they will collapse one day. But he never changes. Spirit always remains the same. He is unchangeable in his perfections. God is infinite. He has no boundaries. He is omnipresent. He exists everywhere at once. He is the all-wise God with invincible power. He is holy in all of his actions and in every part of his character. He is a just God and yet he is good and he is full of truth. He is unchangeable in all of these. He is unchangeable in his purpose. Acts 15 verse 18 says, Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. He never changes his mind because he never makes a mistake. He is unchangeable in his promises. Christ said in Luke 
21, 33, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And here we have God. But let's think about the people addressed. They are the sons of Jacob. This title, the sons of Jacob, is used to describe Israel. I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob, Israel, as a people, you will not be consumed. This title is used 11 times in the Old Testament of Israel. 11 times the title, the sons of Jacob, are used. And this title is often associated with the wickedness of Jacob's sons. For example, seven occasions between Genesis 34 and 35, the title is used of Simeon and Levi, who committed a terrible crime. They slaughtered a family. They were a murderous people, and they were called the sons of Jacob. And then in Psalm 77, 15, we read, Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob. The sons of Jacob had to be redeemed. They had to be saved. They had to be rescued from their sinfulness. You see, here in Malachi, God is speaking to a sinful people, a wicked people, a people who are identified with their father, and their father is identified with Adam. And God is saying to these people, I am the Lord, I do not change. You have changed. You have committed sins. You have wronged me. You have wronged others. Yet I'm going to show grace and mercy to you, and you'll not be consumed. You see, we are like the sons of Jacob because we are the sons of Adam. We are a sinful people. We have a wicked and corrupt nature. And we are a people who deserve the judgment of God. But yet God is reaching out to us in mercy. I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, you will not be consumed. The third lesson I want to draw from this is the promise assured. Let's think of this word consumed. We are given an insight into God's wrath, damnation, judgment. The sons of Jacob absolutely deserved to be judged. They deserved to be punished. But yet God was going to withhold that punishment because he does not change, because he is faithful to his word. In First Kings 18.31, read about the prophet Elijah. He's building an altar and he takes 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob. Why is he doing this? He's building an altar, and the altar represents the children of Israel, represents the sons of Jacob. And there would be a a sacrifice offered upon this altar, and the names of the sons of Jacob would be on the altar on which the sacrifice would be offered. And there I see Christ who died for me in Calvary and who died for you. My name was written on his heart. He died on the cross for us on the place where we should have suffered. He endured the punishment that we ought to endure because of our sin. We deserve the justice of God, but yet he became the scapegoat. He took the wrath of God for us. He died for a sinful, corrupt people. There is no greater love than this. No greater love. You see, the promise of God with respect to salvation is grounded in the blood of Christ. Without the blood of Christ shed for us, there is no hope. God takes a sinful people. He forgives that sinful people. He gives mercy to that sinful people. You know, we deserve to be judged by God. Isaac had another son. He had two sons. And Jacob was not much of a son. Jacob had failed him and he had betrayed him even. But there was another son and that was Esau. And Esau was not much of a son either because he despised his birthright. And yet we are told that God loved Jacob and he hated Esau. Now did Esau deserve to be rejected by God? Yes he did because he was every bit a sinner as Jacob was. Yes Esau deserved to be rejected but did Jacob deserve to be loved? No he didn't. He should have been rejected too. And here we have the mystery. It is no mystery that God sends people to hell. It is no mystery that God judges sinners. It is a mystery that God loves 
us. And it is an amazing thing, an astonishing thing that God should love you and me today. John 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Because God loves you, you should turn to God. He is an unchanging God who offers you salvation. Ezekiel 33 verse 11 says, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. But that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? Why should you go to hell? There's no reason for you to go to hell today. Because there is a way of salvation opened for you. But you need to turn from your evil ways. You need to turn from your sin. You need to give your life to God. He promises that when you turn to him, he will save you. Because he is the God who does not change. He will honour his word. Jesus said, come unto me, I will give you rest. He says, him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Will you come to the Lord today? Claim this promise. I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. I thank you for listening. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak. If we can be of any further spiritual help, or if you would like to receive some free gospel literature, we invite you to write to us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, Rev. Peter McIntyre, 13 Willand Crescent, 5 Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT75OQL. That's Let the Bible Speak, Rev. Peter McIntyre, 13 Willand Crescent, 5 Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT75OQL. You may hear Mr. McIntyre preach each Lord's Day here in Clocker Valley Free Presbyterian Church at 11.30 a.m. and 7 p.m. For further information, you may phone us at 028 028- 8952-1611 We assure you of a very warm welcome at all the services and look forward to having you visit with us. Thank you for listening today. May the Lord richly bless you and don't forget to tune in on this same station at the same time next week when once again we turn to the Scriptures and let the Bible speak. <laughs>